With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No one could outrun Moreno's gun on White Art Lane. It's the day trippers. After an outstanding 3-0 win, despite some Ricky Gervais-style finishing, it's a happy tripper bunker tonight. So joining me to pick the bones out of victory and moan about international breaks is Emre Chan fan club president Phil Casey, Balotelli skeptic Andy Buzz Killington Young, Mohican fancier Paul Brennan, and we'll also be joined in the line for his tripper debut by Twitter's Graham Kelly. Right then. It's one of those weeks when we can't wait to get the review, so let's begin our look back at Spurs now Liverpool 3. But a simple question for all, and that is, are you firmly on the Ballo bus? And what do we make of the Italian's debut? Graham, would you get us started, please? Um, I, I'm well and truly on the Ballo bus. Um, I, I've been on it since since he was linked with us. Uh, I, I like someone who's a little bit crazy, and you know, and if there's anyone that's crazy, it's Balotelli. Um, but I, I think he did uh, an exact job for us, really, against Tottenham because. I thought against City we seemed a little bit toothless, don't get me wrong, we, we controlled the first 35 minutes, but I just never thought, I never felt that we were going to break through with, with Balotelli, just seemed from minute one like he was a big, strong um, centre forward and, you know, we had that chance with the header very early on, you know, after a couple of minutes to score Yeah. and I felt he was at a, I just felt, I felt he was a, a trouble for Tottenham throughout you know, just menacing and he couldn't get the ball off him. Um, the, the, the one that led to the mistake from Loris where he, he could have scored, where, he, you know, he had the ball, the ball came into him, he had two Tottenham players on him. And in that situation, you know, like you say, Lambert can hold the ball up, but Lambert had held it up, held it up and then passed it back to the full back or the centre-half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Balotelli got it, turned, ran at the player, 
tried to slip a ball into Sterling and then that created the, the issue with Lottie's and then he had a chance from it. And the best part of that whole move is Brendan laughing, uh, clapping in the background. So, yeah. you know, I was actually glad he missed it. So Brendan was laughing in the background, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't have noticed Brendan was laughing if it hadn't been for his teeth, like the, way, the white... Oh, they just got... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, fucking glowing. <laughs> it was like a set of floodlights, you could see in the background. <laughs> I think he'd had a fresh, uh, a fresh spray tan as well, hadn't he, the day before or something as well. So. Yeah, he was looking gorgeous. Uh, Andy Young, would you, would you uh, as a man who was, let's say... Slightly, slightly critical. Slightly, slightly <laughs> sceptical <laughs> about the old Balotelli situation. How how do you feel after that? I'm converted now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, <clears throat> I look. I mean, I want to give the fella a chance. I don't want to be on his case before. You know, he's barely kicked the ball. Uh, that doesn't sound good. That sounds like you saw an awful lot less to like than we did. Well, there was a few things, right? I didn't like the way he decided to come out onto the pitch lay both at the start and the and a half time. I don't right. know what that's all about. That's just right. wanting to be centre stage or something. It's just a bit immature. Um, I think a top-class striker puts away two of them four chances he had, at least. Um, I'm just I'm I'm being a bit hypercritical. I know it's mm. for, you know you can make excuses. It's you know it's his first game. These you know you, you can't be expected to you know hit the hit the ground running. He he looked a bit rusty, but on the positive side, there was an awful lot good about his game. I was well impressed with his work rate. Yeah, you know which I didn't expect from mm. getting right back. You know. Tackling, winning headers, brilliant, you know, and a few little touches like little back heels and stuff like. So it just it's just going to be. It just looks like he's going to be a, as as a, Graham says, a bit of a menace. And <laughs> yeah, well, like uh, uh, watching him watching him roll that player that time, and uh, you know, drive on and show a bit of strength. You're really, really waiting for it when that ball drops back to him again. That looks like the easiest thing in the world for a fellow of his of his uh, of his ability to finish that. I know it's a long way out, but it does yeah, look like something. Yeah, should... well, either that or just give a little square ball. I think Henderson was standing well, right beside, and he could have just passed it in. Does that not show that maybe he's like human after all and has a bit of anxiety about his debut in front of all these people? Yeah, for a new yeah, club. Yeah, uh, but of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> no one ever suggested he was an alien. <laughs> 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 that is the voice of defensiveness there. <laughs> Fucking hell, Andy. Uh, Paul Balotelli's debut. Give me a shout. Yeah, I, I was, yeah, I was impressed with him. Um, I was kind of not not as much as Andy, but I was a bit kind of skeptical about it. I think you have to be with all the the stuff that's gone on with him in the past. Mm. But um, yeah, like the the work rate was the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, which got. Shut up, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> the work rate was, was a, like the biggest surprise. Like for our first goal, he makes a defensive header, you know, in the left back position, and mm. I think it's about eight seconds later. It's him that presses Kabul to go back to Lloris, and Lloris loses the ball, like mm. hoops it up the pitch, and he, like he he was doing that all game. He worked he worked up and down for the whole game. His all round game was brilliant, as you said when he, he ex- Kabul again when he spun away from him, like he, mm. he left him in the dirt, like and Kabul is huge. Yeah. So like I thought his all round game was brilliant. His work rate just obviously. The, the finishing he like he he really should have scored one or two but mm. we give him that because it's his debut I thought it was really promising yeah um, Phil finish it out then yeah look he, I, I thought he did brilliantly I, I really enjoyed watching him you know you're and the one incredible thing, I think you said I said incredible yeah for an alien like for a non-human it was an incredible debut <laughs> his first ever game of football not the I, the reason why I thought it was incredible is because it, it suddenly changed the way we played football again. Mm. It, 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 what it does is it just creates the space for Sturridge and Sterling to thrive in, which we were, which we didn't have mm. in the previous two games. Um, 
and his his intelligence with the ball in terms of what when uh, as Graham was saying when the ball is played into him even though he's able to hold the ball up but his first instinct isn't to lay it back off like an awful lot of uh, say traditional target men is it's to take the ball in lay it back to the midfield or whatever like he's arrogant enough to, to you know to feign a touch and spin around and, and, and do some type of trick to get him into space to beat the player that, that he's actually hold, got his back to and he did that a couple of times you know there was one, one great moment he was out on the, on the boy line where he then tried to play a dink pass in, onto the on running Sterling it was slightly over hit but you're saying to yourself yeah you can see why we looked at when, when the opportunity was there to get him that they went and got him as opposed to say making signing Falcao on loan or something like that because he has all the facets in his game that, that a big game player has it, it is it is critical of, of, of the finishing and it, you know I'd say further down the line he probably finishes one of those chances and the reason I say it is if you go back to the World Cup um, and he got the chance for Italy when he, when he was match fit and he was fully, fully, fully up and running he scores an identical header mm. to open the scoring for, against yeah. England um, so you know there's, there's that when I'm looking at one of his strengths is his heading so I was surprised he didn't score one of the headers but at the same time you're looking at him the, the, Andy said like he was struggling to put his, his toys laces at half time and we've seen how much issue he's had with bibs so like yeah. laces will be fucking the next step on again yeah, so yeah, yeah. that was the delay <laughs> coming back on there he probably needs a pair of those remember the Puma disc boots that you used to tighten with, the, with the disc <laughs> instead of the yeah, laser. Yeah, yeah. So I'd say, you know, but look, overall, that's what you want from you. You want them engaged in terms of playing the game. You want them engaged in, in, in believing in what the team is about and for like the work. If, if he help, puts that work rate in, if we can keep that work rate up from Mario Balotelli has a chance to fulfill his potential as a footballer. What do you think of all the, the, the general chit chat around it from people in the club listening to Jared, listening to Brendan? They're, you know, yeah, very supportive, but they're still at no caution, isn't it? Like, like kind of, he needs to pull the, his socks up, kind of thing. The only thing I'll say is, if you if, if you listen to them though, he sounds like he's a gas man in the, in the yes. dressing room. Like they, yeah. they, there's not, there isn't a snidiness in the way they talk about. It. Like, there's there's no, there's, no, there's, no. there's an affection. If you've seen the Gerard thing when they, when he's talking about him today, there's a genuine affection in, in his mm. face and all when he's talking about him. I say he's a gas worker to have around. I say yeah. he's just nuts, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And there's plenty of fellas who are nuts in that dressing room as it is. So for him to stand out is, is, is some going. And you, you, you need those characters. Like uh, Suarez was such a huge character in that dressing room, and not just you know in in his will to win and the whole lot. That he brings a different emphasis in terms of the character. So I. They all want him to succeed, and you can see it in the way they're talking about it. You can see it in the way they, they address him, and you know that's probably why there is that air caution because they don't want him to think that he's 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 done and it's done and dusted. Um, so they need to stay. And I'd say I'd say it's part of it's probably a bit of carrot and stick, saying yeah, you're doing great, keep it going, keep it going. But you know he has to stay focused, he has to stay on the game. It's there's a bit of both going on there, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. One thing I did notice actually about is um, remember the Rogers comment. That he, he said to me, I want you to pick up on corners and Balotelli apparently says, well, I don't mark our corners. You do now. Yeah. It sounded like it wasn't a, a disruptive type of thing. Yeah. It was just, it's just, he's just speaking his mind and, and he's not, it's not looked upon as disruptive. He just kind of laughed it off and says, no, you do now. Yeah. And there's no problem. He went and he done it. Yeah. Whereas from the outside, I suppose before he was our player, you might look at that and say, oh, that, that's a wanker in the dressing room. But, doesn't seem to be the case. Doesn't, doesn't the seem way, to be the case. Yeah, great. The, the way Rogers went into that, though, I felt like it was, you know, with regard to the oh, well, you do, you do mark a corners. It was like Balotelli hadn't been trusted before to mark a corners. Do you yeah. know, with previous managers and stuff, and yeah. and yeah. Brendan yeah. went on to say, you know, I'm treating him like an adult, which some people have probably treated him like a child for so long that you know he's he's took that role on himself, mm. and he's not been, he's not really grown up. I think he's bought into the Liverpool thing. 
quite you know if you look at his Instagrams and his he seems to get on with everyone already with you know with the Daniel Sturridge thing saying you know now it's your birthday hope you're old enough to to get a new and better dance and stuff you know mm. I think he's I think he's he's bought into all that mm. um, and he knows it's probably similar to Sturridge where he's got a reputation where mm. it, it's 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 not really needed on the pitch he's not a, he's not a prick on the pitch yeah. he's just a bit of, sometimes a bit of a, a loose cannon off it. So I think he's got this reputation that it's, you know it's your last chance saloon, and I really don't think it should have been Sturridge's last chance saloon. I don't think it should be Balotelli's, but mm-hmm. it is. So he he will knuckle down, and I just think he gives us something. So you no, know, there's Bayern, Markovic, Lalana, um, Sterling being bloody absolutely fantastic. We're gonna have a lot of players running from deep. So with regards to Suarez, Suarez is always on the front foot and I, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, don't take me, I'm slagging Suarez, I love him and I still cry myself to sleep over him going now. So it's, But I think with Balotelli, he's, he's going to hold the ball up a lot more and mm. he can bring players into play who are running from deep and it gives us a different option mm. to what Suarez gave us, in my opinion. Like. Yeah, fair enough. Well, look, we'll probably look a little bit more about Balotelli later on and, and the way he interacted with Sturridge probably in the later uh, part of this when we're looking at Danny Sturridge. But, We'll try and move it on there, maybe to have a look at the defence. And you'd have to say it was a pretty ballsy move from Rodgers to name a back four, uh, which had three newbies in it and Mamasako coming in, having been out of favour. So we start with the flanks. Um, With Moreno and Maikio, we we look like we have two full backs who can defend and they can attack, which is a bit strange. So how good was it, um, Paul, to see these two youngsters flying forward, pressing, blocking crosses, tracking back? Yeah, I think both of them basically had perfect games. Obviously, Moreno is going to stand out because of the the run and the goal he had. But Mankiel, like nothing came down Mankiel's side either at all. Mm. Him and Henderson shut down the right side, and then uh, Moreno and Allen shut down the left. Mm. So, like it, it's been a complete contrast to what we've seen basically in the past few seasons, where you could say only kind of Flanagan really is the the one that mm. you'd say was good defense again. Uh, we won't mention the G, the GJ word. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it positive, but yeah, yeah it's, it's been brilliant, and that's uh, that's kind of the biggest plus so far of the season, I think, for us. Yeah. The, the, the fact that like now that the two of them look like they're reading in, the two, I think they're going to be brilliant. If you were to pick out one feature of, of of the game of each of them, which would you which would you pick out? Um, I just I, I just think uh, Mankio's general kind of solidity. Hmm. But that just the whole game, not like nothing got past him at all, hmm. and he looks he, he looks really intelligent. Like he knows what's going on around hmm. him, and then obviously Moreno. He Moreno's my new favorite player. He is that that goal is brilliant. He just hmm. reminds me of uh, he reminds his attitude kind of reminds me of Henderson. The, hmm. the, the way out, like he's really kind of passionate about everything. That you could see how much the goal meant to him. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, which kind of like uh, like people have been saying there was saying there was kind of shades of reset about it. Just you know, kind of driving straight into the space and then smashing it into the far post. Yeah, the lads were wary about coming in on him when he was celebrating, weren't they? You could see the fucking elbows coming out. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to dig off that lad, yeah, so you. Don't trust anyone with shit tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> they give you an elbow, no problem. <laughs> uh, Andy, of the full-backs, which, which do you think, uh, or what, what do you think stood out about them, or did you see a massive difference? Yeah, I mean, it was so refreshing. The whole back four was so refreshing to look mm-hmm. at, like a very aggressive back four, but um, with the full backs in particular, yeah, I fell in love with Reno. Brilliant, like you just really want to see our full back like eat up that ground like that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't think that the uh, Tottenham players could believe how quick yeah. he got away, uh, and uh, and what a strike! Yeah. What a fucking strike! You know, there's nowhere else in the goal that was going in really. 
It was everything about it, wasn't it? It was yeah. the fact that he won the ball as well. Yeah, he won the ball. So it was oh. it was Henderson esque like that, you yeah, know, where yeah. he, he fights and then he then he goes forward and he, he delivers. So and I mean, he's he absolutely smashed it. Yeah, you know, it really does give you something to look forward to, like because yeah. you're going to think. This, like you know, it gives the opposition a bit to think about. Where we're going to need to watch him, mm. and it's going to open space for for other players. Um, Manquillo on the far side, Jay's you couldn't fault him. Like mm. he was stopping crosses, he was getting out quick. Mm. You know, getting forward, getting back he, again. He's he, just like Moreno. He's very fast. So that's it, absolutely brilliant. Like mm. to look at the difference, the difference on both them sides. Tavon Johnson oh. or Enrique or anyone. And I mean, look, we all love Flanagan, but. The, the two boys look way better than Flanagan yeah. as an overall package like yeah uh, Graham Kelly fullbacks that stop crosses discuss yeah I, I think I've gone on about this uh, quite a bit on Twitter and stuff and you know statistically when they, when they, they were bought that is one of the strengths that they don't let balls in the box yeah. and that was you know last season that was one of the main main things is I felt people could score off every cross or corner or free kick into the box mm. I'd rather they had a penno you know what I mean? Because it was just it became that apparent that we, we couldn't handle these balls in. And when when someone said and I, I didn't notice it because I didn't watch Moreno an awful lot in Spain and Manquillo, I think he I think I play more games for Atletico than he did. <laughs> so um, he, he you know, but people said that when they did play these guys, it's statistically the best guys are stopping balls coming in the box. And I thought immediately we're buying can, you know, so they're not gonna get through the middle can or whatever people want to call them or chan. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of them whereby we're stopping the, the you know the play getting through to the centre backs as easy as it was last season. So that'll improve the defence straight away. I, I, I can't fault uh, you know Moreno against City. It was a hard game for him to you know his first game to come into English football, play against unfortunately the champions. Um, I, I think he apart from the what the first mistake he you know he coped quite well. Um, I, I, I can't fault Manquillo. I don't think he's had a you know, one thing to bother me since he's been at the club um, mm. in 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 the games that he's played, he's looked he's looked sharp, he's looked fast, he's looked good in the pass, good in the tackle, and I just wondered what he'd be like against someone that got at him. But you know, he just doesn't he doesn't stop. And um, I think when you look at Moreno and, and Manquillo for the for the price that we pay for them as half the price of Luke Shaw, I just think it's an absolute masterstroke. I can't remember the last time. You know, we had two good fullbacks at the same time who could both defend and attack. You know, we've had, you know, John who can attack and we've had Reese who can defend at times and then attack, but then we didn't have, you know, on the right hand side. And then you'd have Finnan who had an all right season and you'd had the. But we've ne- I-, I can't remember two young, um, strong players who can, good with the ball, good in the tackle. Um, yeah, I'm absolutely amazed at both of them and I think it's a masterstroke we've got them. Yeah, absolutely. Phil, um, Moreno's going to get all the, the headlines and probably rightly so for um, what he managed but Manquillo on the other side, lovely, solid footballer, isn't he? Yeah, um, I, look, I've, I've, I've when when you look at them, I've, I've given out so much over the last, I don't know fucking how long about the, the idiots we've had as fullbacks, right? Um Name us some names there. <laughs> there's, 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 there's one in particular. <laughs> but, like, the, the, the difference that, you know, in a side that's looking to play very advanced and, and very aggressive in the way that it presses teams, and your fullbacks are able to retain possession mm. 
whenever, whatever they are in the park. Now, I'm not just talking about in the middle tour. I'm talking about right the way through the park. The problem we've had is our fullbacks give away possession. Flanagan didn't give away possession last year, and that's why he looked so good in the team. He didn't, and that's why he looked so solid. You know, Johnson runs into players, kicks the ball to players, just gives the ball away. Now, we had two fullbacks who didn't give the ball away on Sunday, who mm. didn't give the possession away cheaply. And if we don't give away possession cheaply, teams can't get at us. They can't break us and they can't go through transitions quickly against us. The one thing I'd say about Mankeo, and it's, 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 it's worth noting, the guy is still a teenager, right? He's got picked up two yellow cards very early on in both games. And in both games, the level of maturity he's shown in keeping his head and not picking up another broken for a rash for a rash challenge or anything like that is just completely beyond me. You know what I mean? So I'd say I'd say like I think I think Mankio, I know it's a two year long deal. I look if, if if his progression carries on the way it is, then he, he could nail that spot down for another seven, eight years or whatever it is. There was a lovely contrast, wasn't there? When thankfully we were comfortably up um towards the end of the game when when uh, when our previous left back came on. And he was playing in a super striker role. And listen, uh, that's that's where he excels. That's remember Swansea away a couple of yeah. Uh, well, in fairness, yeah, he was actually yeah, good yeah, there. Yeah. But he just looks so headless and lost. And the, the people are tipping the ball around. All, all I say to you is, all, all joking aside, Enrique can will have a function in that squad. Mm. Right, he's he is a left back. Yeah. He can have good games. We know he can have mad games as well, right? Mm. But as a backup to Moreno, I have no issue with yeah. that at all because I, I know I know you're going to get a certain level of performance out of him. It's not going to be the worst in the world. He might do the odd mad thing, but at least you've got reliable backup. Mm. And the issue we've always had is that, like, look at last year. If Flanagan was out injured, right, then it's it's a lottery job because Enrique was out injured. Who who was going in there? We were putting we were putting centre backs in there to cover the spots that's going on. Mm. I, I I've no issue with that at all. At least this year, if if there's an injury, you've got Flanagan and you've got Enrique who can who, well Flanagan cover left and right back, and, and Enrique comes in at left back if if we need to rest Moreno or he picks up a knock or something like mm. that. Also, the other thing of Moreno, he picked up the knock on against City on on um, Monday night, and he didn't look like he had any knock yeah, on Sunday night. That no. just shows that the level of heart and passion yeah, that he yeah, has, whatever. He, he play, if, even if there was a bit of residual pain or whatever, he played through the pain barrier brilliantly on mm. Sunday. And, you know, it's great seeing a left back. That looks like well, a left back. We seem to be able to trust. Hmm. Like Jesus, how long is it since we've been able to trust the left back? It's a long time. You know what I mean? Some of his covering's been great as well. Yeah, yeah. It's th- really switched on. And like, that's the, flying in. That's yeah. the other thing. Whether it's a block or a tackle, like maybe if if we bring it onto the defenses as a whole, right? Every single one of those defenders knew when to cover the defender in in the match on Sunday, especially through the second half. Well, do do the, the, the two fullbacks were knew if the if the centre back pushed out or seen somebody on them, they were they were so quick to get around and, yeah. and, and sweep. Like at one stage, Moreno comes darting across, clears the ball away, and he did the same against City on on Monday night as well. He got right the way across the pitch and was able to cover. Well, I think the two kids were probably a little bit more aware than perhaps yeah. the two central men. Well, on, until uh, in the first half, definitely. Yes, there was in definitely the communication half. issues in the first half. You could see it between the two of them, but in the second half, if you look and it, it was shown a few times, even. In, in the analysis package and all um, Sacco became more aware and started covering Lovren an awful lot more mm. because he, he, I think he just accepted that Lovren is going to go mm. he, he was yeah. saying the guy is rash so what he, he if anything Sacco was the one that sort of stepped off and started sweeping in behind Lovren because I think the, the mistake in the first half which almost leads to Chadley's goal is almost an awakening moment for Sacco he says right your man's going to come for everything here I'll just hang in and fill in the positions because that's what he's going to do. Mm. Um, and and Damo showed a great uh, video clip of Sacco last year when Skirtle, you know the way Skirtle gets caught out of position and it was Sacco all the time that was the one that was coming across and it didn't happen in reverse. When Sacco was caught out of position, Skirtle was still standing in the position that he was in mm. and not covering and that's where an awful lot of the, the gap started to happen as, as the defence wore on through the season. Mm. But on it, 
to start a whole new back four, which is essentially what we did last night, because it was the first time there's been a non-Rafa back four, fully non-Rafa back four mm-hmm. that's there, right? And it was the first time that I actually thought that that was the most convincing sort of form of how I imagined the Brendan Rodgers team would defend. Mm. They were pushed higher than they normally are. The fullbacks were well pushed on and Gerard was clearly an auxiliary centre-back when uh, when the fullbacks went. He dropped in and then it allowed Allen and Henderson to, to run plays effectively as a two in midfield. Um, and we were three at the back for an awful lot of time when we were in possession and, and attacking on, on the front foot. Like So, you know, I, I think people are wary about starting a brand new back four in at uh, the start of the league but I think when you're changing your whole system and you're changing your mindset sometimes it is better just to completely start afresh and use a certain style of defender and not have a mix and match him of, of two types and we've definitely got a mix and match him in, in terms of what's in the squad at the moment Andy the the pair that we ended up with uh, starting the match Sacco and Lovren were a pair that most people have been shouting out mm. for for one reason or another and through injury and circumstance that's exactly what we ended up with now Phil's touching the fact that it took a little while for the lads to gel um, did you see the evidence that he saw that there was actually that gelling by the second half yeah it, it, just say your point there about um, the team like it was the if Rogers had a put out on Twitter lads I want you know fans I want you to pick the team you know, it couldn't have been any closer to what the exactly. the, the fan base was sort of edging at. Um, between the two of them, what, what, what I sensed was Lovren felt that Sacco maybe was a bit rusty at the moment. He, you know, he's finding his feet again, and he said he sort of said to himself, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for everything." Mm-hmm. Sacco <coughs> probably didn't realise that early on. You could see he was edgy enough with his passing and everything. He was a bit loose, and I mean, he has an unbelievable passing completion record. And he he puts the ball into people's feet a bit too quick for me. Like, makes it awkward from the control, especially with you know with players closing down. But I think Lovren just sensed that you know I'm going to need to take the lead here. And I mean, sure, we've been told a hundred times now that he's meant to be a leader. Hmm. So it won't be long before there's a good understanding between them, providing they keep that you know, pairing together. And I mean, it, I, I can only see positives out of it. Yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's an interesting point that Andy makes there, Graham, isn't it, about keeping that partnership together. If Skirtle is back fit, do you reckon he straps, steps back into the team or, or, or what do you think Brendan will do there? Uh, no, I, I don't, you know, I think we should, I completely agree with you all and the fact that we should give them time. This is the first time that back five play together or the back four mm. and, you know, it's it's the first time Manquillo played when Moreno played. It was just so many permutations. Was it was so new and fresh. It was you know it was, um, it, it, and it takes time to build up a you know a, a relationship as a back four. If you look at Arsenal, they played together for years when they had Adams and uh, Bold and all that. And I think you you know you've got to have that communication. And as everyone said, everyone knows Lovren goes for the ball. Well, Sarko probably didn't know that, and that's something he'll learn, and then he'll sweep behind him. Um, and yeah, again, Sarko, he was just he was very, very nervous. We got away with it with the one or two chances at the the Adeboyo chance and the Chadley chance um, that Mignolet saved, and we got away with it there. But after that, I thought the second half Tottenham didn't have a sniff because of how well Lovren and Sarko managed the, the mm. you know Adebayor and the other players. I thought yeah. again, I agree that it's the best defensive display. That second half is the best defensive display I've seen from Liverpool under Rodgers. So. 
it just gives me confidence for the future and I, I definitely give that, that that'd be my starting back four for me for, mm. for going forward yeah um, Paul uh, Stephen Gerrard as Phil was mentioned early on is a key role in anything defensive we're doing these days uh, on the day uh, you'd have to say that he had one of his patchier performances especially with his passing and his distribution it was uh, kind of uncharacteristically shoddy Um but he still had the, st- the strength of character to stand up and take that penalty and pull it away, even if the keeper did get a hand of it. He did it. Uh, well, look, it, 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 do you think it's just typical of the slow starts we've seen from Steven Gerrard in recent seasons? And do you reckon he'll play his way into it? Or do you think he's having trouble adapting to what's going on? Um, maybe, yeah. Uh, he definitely has made really slow starts the last two seasons under Rodgers. Um, I, I, I have kind of said the past few seasons that I don't think... I don't really agree with his status as a nailed-on starter, where you know he definitely starts and the rest of the midfield is then kind of shaped around him. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't think he's that important to us. But um, I do. Yesterday his passing was fairly poor, but that's that's sort of the best defensively I've seen him play mm. in a good while. Like there was about, I'd say there was even just in the first half alone, I thought there was kind of about seven instances of him, you know, kind of bailing people out because, like the lad said, Lovren, like he went for absolutely everything, like and he did, he did get caught a good few times, and like there was a good few of the times it was Gerard that bailed him. Out. Mm. And um, I think I think like the lad said, the defense was very. Uh, it's like the most organized we've seen it in a while. I thought, and uh, you know, in terms of shape, like we don't have that kind of uh, what we've had in previous kind of weeks, where it's Johnson and Skirtle kind of lagging behind the rest of them. There was a real kind of shape about them, and I think Gerard was like he, he was very important in that as well. Ahead mm. of it, as you said, though, some of the passing was really really bad. Like, but um, I. I think he will kind of, that is the sort of thing that Gerard will play his way into. So uh, for me, it was more encouraging to see, see the, 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 sorry, the defensive side of his game sure, kind of yeah. like come on a bit. Because I, I think the team did look, they looked like a team that kind of were told that it wasn't good enough, what, like, what, like what was happening against City. Mm. So th- that was a, like a big positive for me. And I think it, like, I think it is good if. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, you're just, just, you showing the group. Just, 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 just the uh, Graham. I don't know. You're saying that your man uh, at Finch Farm, the uh, the dildo being put in the <laughs> reporters here. <here. laughs> <laughs> 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 sorry about that, Bob. <laughs> it's something worse. <laughs> I watched it first. Oh Jesus! Okay, He's got the money in his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's purple. It's a purple one. <laughs> Suppose he, in the Indy Coilet has just said that Man United have now bid seventy-five million for the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Jared, so, good yeah. defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. Then just I was impressed with Jared defensively. I think it's the best game he's had defensively for a good while for us. But yeah, obviously the passing uh, needs to improve, and I think it will. I think that's the part of his game that you like. We know he's, he's decent with his distribution, yeah, yeah. like so. It's good that his defensive game seems to have kind of sharpened up a bit as well. Phil, before you started uh, uh, distracting us all with purple dildos, uh, you, you it's gonna be hard to get a better distraction than that. What's even better? It's purple to go with, to go with our purple. The, the, the purple, the purple's club. No purple, no party. <laughs> Would it be fair to say that uh, the that side of of Jared's game was actually very much on the ball? The 
part the part where he ne- wasn't necessarily in possession, uh, positionally and I'll, I'll say it again, right? The, the the form of Henderson and Allen and then Chan when he comes on allows Steven Gerrard to be able to perform in that role. It's not so much that it. It's, he's not playing your your traditional defensive midfielder where he's going from fullback to fullback, breaking up things as a, as he goes. Right? He, as I said, he drops in as the auxiliary centre back in, in in those instances. And um, with Allen and Henderson being able to play as well as they are, mm. then it's all about like again, it's being able to. They're pressing, they're pressing, and they don't. You're not relying on Gerard to step into the midfield and press it as much as he can. So mm. it's uh, it's you know. The, the, it's a bit of both. You can't. You can't have Gerard in the defensive midfield role performs once Alan and Henderson performs around him. If the two boys don't, and Henderson didn't perform on Monday night, mm. then Gerard will look exposed as he looked on Monday night. He needs the two midfielders to perform for him to look as comfortable as he does. The passing thing again. I think. I. I, I genuinely think. The last two years have been the same. He's been he's always been a bit slow and hasn't been up at, at, at the top of his game until after Christmas. But it wasn't the the eighty yard pinged ones. Oh, there was a few. It was it was the short was sloppy, ones yeah. that were going sloppy. Yeah. Um, Graham, <laughs> Phil reckons that you know Henderson and Allen need to be very much on their game. Uh, Henderson, I I don't know what you think, but he's really putting his hand up for me uh, to, as a, as a candidate for vice captain in, in the wake of Agar leaving, but. What did you? How did you feel the two lads did uh, as the as the kind of fulcrum and heart of the team? With with Anderson, I think he's for me, and every a lot of people disagree, um, but I think he's the first name on the sheet for me now. Um, I think he's so pivotal to the way we play, um, and he's really the one that's pushing and pressing to get that ball uh, when we're in other people's half. <clears throat> with Alan, I, I like Alan a lot as a player. And it's it's more of his, you know, is is he can recycle the ball. He's intelligent with the ball. Uh, he wasn't early on in his career. Well, he, he had the first few good games, and then he went through a really bad patch um, due to his own health and things like that. But uh, I think he's good recycling the ball and keep holding it. He's an intelligent player, but he's he's fantastic off the ball. The way he squeezes certain, and you'd have to watch it. You can't watch it on the telly to see that when you're at the match and you actually see him um, off the ball. He doesn't off squeeze the space really, really well. Yeah. And that's what moves the whole midfield. He can dictate play without the ball better than he can with it, which is a bit odd because yeah. he moves the midfield round to a point where we have got an opportunity to win the ball. Yes, yeah, very I good point. I completely agree. Mm. Go on. No, I was just saying it's a very, very yeah. good point because, as you say, you're watching highlights packages or people watching the match on TV and they don't actually see necessarily that. And even watching them on the telly sometimes. I go to the match and I come back and go, fucking hell, Alan was boss. And mm. people go, you shit. Mm. And I go, oh, am I watching the same game? You know, but I've been there and I've seen what he's done to help us uh, win the ball and, and, and what he does with the ball in them tight spaces and things like that. But what I think is, it, it comes down to Gerard and his legs. Them two lads have to do all the running. And if they're not intelligent and you're playing a better team who's got a bit of a more vibrant midfield, who has a strong midfield, then you know it, it's putting a lot on Gerard. And he's he's he can't play the two roles where he used to because he hasn't got the legs of breaking from deep to pushes on forward. It's either he's being defensive or he goes up top or he or he does push on, but then he's not getting back. So mm. it, it means that midfielder having to do his job. If he decides to do one of them, he can't do the other. And I'm I, I'm so respectful of Gerard, and he's our best ever player in my eyes. Um, you know, and that'll be controversial with that leash and things. But I just, I just don't. I just struggle to see what his role is going forward as the, as the years go on. Because you know, next year is he really going to play that role again when he might have lost another little yard or 
Yeah, I'm really confused to what the next move is for Gerard. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Andy, feel free to touch on Stevie if you want, but uh, in relation to Alan and Henderson, maybe could you bring us into a little bit of a chat about the, the idea of the midfield diamond that Brandon seems to prefer and uh, when you think it's appropriate and if you think it's the best way for us going forward? Yeah, um, well, Gerard, Gerard, I mean, one thing I notice as well, you know, he likes he likes a bit of space when he gets the ball, so you notice a few times I'm backpedalling, and he nearly end up being the last man. Mm. And I think that contributed a lot to his nervousness on the ball, that he had to move it a little bit quicker than he normally would, yeah. and he didn't get the pick out, because the two boys are up his arse and gone past and pushing out. So he doesn't want to be the last man and lose the ball, especially after what happened towards yeah. the end of last season. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a reason, and maybe... Um, I think Jared can go on for for a long, long time in that role. It doesn't take a huge amount of legs, and Rogers will start managing him. Yeah, pro- I think we probably see it a bit. Like they had the discussion about his international career, so yeah. I think he'll start managing him and leave him out of certain games. And he and he'll do that. He'll continue to do that. He's still one of our best players. Uh, the diamond. I wasn't a fan of the diamond. I, I just I'm just in love with a four three three. I think it's just it's just it's it's Rogers all over. It's very balanced, uh, but particularly at home. A four three three, but I mean that just worked the charm, and it was the first time I kind of said to myself, maybe this is our real formation. Maybe this is the way we go from now on. Because when, when you haven't got Coutinho there for whatever reason, maybe you know it, it does seem to suit better, doesn't it? Yeah, well, the best football we've probably seen Coutinho was playing was in the diamond well, that's on the kind of right hand side of the diamond. Uh, Sterling through the middle again, like he's so dangerous. Why have him out in the wing? You know, mm. so stick him in the middle. He's capable of playing there. Stick all your best players through the middle. Mm. You know, the spine of the team. He's so dangerous. So it's starting to be kind of become our, you know, our definitely our formation away from home mm. and a tougher game. You know, against you know against Spurs. So it just it just seems to work so well. Yeah. You know? Phil, any thoughts on that yourself? I know you you have uh, ideas on the diamond yourself. I I, I think. <clears throat> A bit in the way Brendan, his mind works, there's an awful lot of um, rotational goes on in the actual formation during the game itself. It, it's like we, we are set up, say, as a diamond because you've got Sterling, for want of a better word, dropped off as a false nine in, in, in many ways at the tip of the actual diamond itself. But in the actual game, he has the he drifts so drifts anywhere. Yeah, know? so it's not rigid at it's, all. It's not rigid. Yeah. Like, and you could see it on, 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 on Sunday. Initially, before we got the goal lead, you know, they, they almost at, at times they dropped into a into a four five one as Balotelli went wide left and Sterling went wide right and Sturridge was left on his own and they were looking to to break quickly, mm. um, and then even with the substitutes that were made, we ended up playing a four three three at the end. I just think once you have good enough and capable enough centre forwards, you're not stuck to one formation on the pitch in the way that Brendan Rodgers plays. Mm. And if you have, yeah, if once you have like the likes of Allen and, and Henderson in, in the middle and, and Chan as well in the middle when he came on, your midfield can suddenly be very fast, aggressive midfield up top or they can break back and, and cover in. So you can you can change the formation as it goes in. Yes, it's a diamond for all for in, in terms of the way it's set up, but I, I, it just doesn't stay that way. And Balotelli in a way facilitates us to be able to rotate, you know, storage to be able to pull out wide or Sterling to pull out wide or go through the centre or whatever. And he ha- seems to have the intelligence as well from what Rogers has been instructing him to be able to go into the same sort of mode because he wasn't he wasn't constricted to one side or the other side. He'd swap places with storage. You know, at times he was the one that was dropping into the point of the diamond and Sterling was the one that was up top there's just a lot of fluidity in, in, in that front three and it'd be quite, actually it's a front five because if you, Henderson and Allen were so far up with the, with, with the other three 
and then the two fullbacks push on. When we're in attack, because we, because Gerard drops in deep, you've, we've almost got seven players in in in, in the in the opposition's half within ten seconds of us it's, breaking with the ball. It's it's just so quick. It's 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 lightning quick. It's why the Balotelli signing makes so much sense and is exactly what we needed after the loss of the Quirfel, fellas not because yeah, yeah. it leaves us with that kind of yeah, flexibility, you know, and, and mobility. Yeah, and, but it's great. It's it's great to see the Sterling and Sturridge having the freedom to play and cause the damage that they do. And just like I know we're talking about Alan and Henderson, and I know we're due to come on and talk about Chan, but like when he comes on, the impact he has on the game, he still looks like he's he's, he's short on fitness. But for the twenty five minutes where he was he was running freely in the hole, he was just a fucking powerhouse. It was a relief to see it was, the, the, it was, the concrete out of his boots. Wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was it was a different type of midfielder again to what we had. Like yeah. when the ball that comes out of the sky and he takes it down, the one that Sterling, the, the, the chance that Sterling misses, right, the one that he danced through the thing. But even the initial take, the ball is pumped up high. The touch that he takes down to get away from Dembele, and, and then, then he the just strokes him aside. Yeah, yeah. And your man Dembele is rattling like a mad thing after him, ends mm. up fouling him because, but Chance still gets the pass away. Mm. And then Sterling does the magic and just was unfortunate with the finish. You had the Ricky Gervais finish, as, as Brendan said. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. But you know, it was, it was, it was that, that to me, that, that brings another arrow into the bow. And like Graham was saying, where does Stephen end up, right? When I've seen Emery Chan play, he can drop in and fill in that role. And I, I, I'd, I'd love to see us in the League Cup games that's coming up. Seeing Chance sit in into that role, straight swap for Stevie. Yeah, 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 and being and being the 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 go to man. If Gerard is in, picks up an injury or something, he goes in there, and you have Chan, mm. Gerard, and Allen say in away games, or you have Chan, Gerard, um, Henderson, and and Coutinho for their games. So like you know, I, I just I'd love to see that because I think he's going to be the future uh, along with the two other boys and even Lalana to come in and, and Coutinho. There's so much variation you can drop into what's a diamond, but there's so the players can rotate around the positions as well. Just, so much rotation. Mm. Be a fucking nightmare for the journalists who, who hate rotation going back over the last 10 years yeah. when, when not only are the players coming in out the side, the team is moving around the pitch. You yeah. don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not straight lines. Yeah. That's exactly. It's not so much a formation at all. I mean, Rogers has said it several times. Like It's a, it's a philosophy he has mm. and it doesn't really matter what the formation is. Now, it just so happens certain formations fit in with it better. You know, we've yeah. seen formations that don't work yeah. with it. But, you know, it's not a formation at all. But it's just it's just to get the players to to move and move, and move quick. Yeah, which is why the defensive thing wasn't so much of an issue because, as you say, it's more the idea. Yeah. It. yeah. Paul, speaking of mobility, um, Danny Sturridge was seriously, seriously good in many ways on the day. Energetic, really strong on the ball, creative, uh, driving at players, beating many at will. Linked very well with Sterling. Um, did you see any signs of a potential partnership there, starting with Balotelli, but even perhaps? Um, yeah, I don't think they even have to link up that well with each other. I mm. think uh, the diamond, it is an idea about kind of, you know, mi- uh, linking up with Sterling and then, you know, um, as the kind of the midfielders advance on, on the side as well. And we saw that with the the first goal with Sturridge. Like, his, I, I, I said it in preseason, I think his play when he drops out wide is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like, his ball retention and he, he is creative with it as well. And like him and Henderson, it's just that Henderson gives him the ball and makes a run and Sturridge, Sturridge holds it up dribbles with it and then just releases Henderson and it takes five Spurs players out of the game yeah. they're just gone and then it's the square yeah. square across the box for Sterling to score and then it was him again for the, the second goal he dropped out wide and uh, you know t- faced up two defenders put it between them for Allen and then Dad, like the, Alan could have been killed mm. with that challenge that was put in. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was fucking vicious. Yeah. Great, well, like, I'd say there's a big band coming Dyer's way. Like, well, so like a lot, I thought his legs were going to fall off. And his arms, <laughs> no, he, no. he nearly pulled his arm out of his sock. The blood, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. 
biologically I think I think that's going to be a huge feature for us this season how Sturridge kind of plays when he drops out wide and when he drops off because um, like Suarez obviously was really unpredictable and he's brilliant at carrying the ball but he's nowhere near as good at retaining possession as Sturridge is or you know kind of like squeezing the ball through to people I don't think so I think that's going to be a big like a, a big plus for us this season yeah yeah but uh, Graeme um, Paul referred there to uh, Danny Sturridge's ability to carry the ball and is 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 uh, it's it's almost an underrated ability that he has to to take on defenders and make, create space uh, for the rest of the Liverpool attackers um, that was very much in evidence um, at the weekend, yeah, I think with all front, all the front players, and I mean every one of them. When you look at Sturridge, and, and Sturridge is my main um, protagonist with it here, but when you look at Sturridge and Sterling and Balotelli and Markovic and Lallana and Coutinho, um, all these players have got really quick feet. You know, the 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 they can just shift the ball. Um, and get past players at ease. Well, I was speaking to a guy in work today. And I was, I was saying about, you know, Sturridge does it as well, but with Sterling, everything just seems so effortless. Like, yeah. he just, it's just, it's just you know, nonchalant. He just doesn't, he, he just doesn't have to put the effort in. Um, when he skipped past all them players and, okay, and Rogers said he finished like Ricky Gervais and danced in there like Ricky Villa, but it was, it was just, it didn't seem like, um, with other players, they seem like they're having a hard slog to get past people. Mm. It just seems like quite easy and effortless to him. And I think he's the same as Sturridge in the fact that the natural footballers, they've got ability. Um, you know, you don't see Daniel Sturridge, uh, you know, his hold-up play's got a lot better, but he doesn't lose the ball because he's always got it by his feet. He, you know, I, I can't speak highly enough for the lads, you know, since he's come to Liverpool, he, he, and he's bought into what you guys have spoke about, is the philosophy, the ethos. And when he was coming here, we used to have tickets with work for Bolton, and, um, and he was fantastic there. And when when he came to Liverpool, and me, you know, I, I was ecstatic that he came because in that I think he played eleven games with them and scored ten goals. Yeah. And I thought if we can get anything like that, you know, we'll, we'll have a fantastic player on hands. I think he's got to be in all seriousness one of the bargains of the Premier League when um, he's played something like fifty games and got thirty six goals or something, mm-hmm. you know, and he, he leads the line for it. He's been very loyal. We've not had any any skirmishes in his private life or on the field. He's not had a red card. He's not been deemed lazy. You know, he's the complete package as a forward for me because we don't have any problem with him whatsoever. And I think he's underrated by our fans. Yeah, massively. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we all love Suarez, but he's and I, I'm the worst for it because I adored Suarez. But he's banned for the season. Mm. You know, this lad's caused us no issues inside or outside football. Doesn't stop saying red or dead. Does a lot of in the in the community with charity work and things like that. He's always talking about Liverpool on Twitter as the city, and he's also on Instagram, the city and the club. I just think it's one of them whereby I don't know why he isn't adored more than he is. Yeah. Um, he should be a folk hero, really. Yeah, absolutely, Phil. Um, talk to me a little bit about Danny Sturridge, but also uh, Graham touched on um, Raheem Sterling, another amazing performance by the kid. Yeah, I, I said it myself there a couple of minutes ago. Like, it, it, there's just everything. Once you have Balotelli, you've just got so much 
there was so much movement, so much space for the two boys to operate in. You give Sterling and Sturridge space, they're going to destroy you. And mm. Sterling fucking went to town on, on Sunday. It was brilliant. Mm. It's just brilliant to watch him. You're looking at a guy who's 19, 20 this year, right? Who is coming into the form that if he was playing for, if he, if he, if he was Sterlingo and he'd been signed for Barcelona, they'd be talking about him as one of the upcoming greatest players in the world. The like that's, that's what yeah. we're talking about here. <laughs> the way he glides past players, this, his footwork, his trickery, his ability on the ball, that run, I know he doesn't score the goal, that was Messi-esque. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. That's the type of run that yeah. Messi has made. A yeah, it's the, it's yeah. The, it, it's a, it, it's a trademark Messi run. Mm. His, the feet are so quick that defenders just can't get to the ball. No matter what they do, you try mark him, he turns you. He you try you, 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 they try kick him, he gets back up, he kicks you harder. You, you, all that type of stuff that he's doing is the type of stuff that people when they watch foreign football rave about these footballers right we are blessed to have a kid who has the potential to go on to be one of the world's best footballers mm. now we might have lost one of the best in the world currently but we're having one that's coming through that could potentially be could dominate world football because you're looking at Messi is, is what 25, 26 now at this stage he's going to start coming on Ronaldo is 30, heading into his 30s you've got Suarez who's 28 now at this stage this fella is on the cusp of greatness and if he continues to progress and with the guidance that he has from Rodgers, because don't don't take away from what Rodgers has done for this guy here. He's he's really turned him into a mm -hmm. superstar. You know, if he continues under his tutelage, we could potentially have the best player in the world inside the next six, seven years. He never fails to say it either, um, the kid. In every interview, he always mentions Rodgers. And did you notice, you mentioned, he said something about, uh, yeah, well, as the, the manager and the assistant manager, pa Pasco, <laughs> <laughs> were saying to me the other day, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, I, I just had pictures of Collie jumping up and down going, fucking get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my hard work there. Yeah. Respect the shorts, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, but like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we're talking about storage, and you could wax lyric about storage about how good he is as a short forward. Yeah. But we also have to give credit to Sterling. That that run, like the the the, the run from the back of Chan's run, which was just uh, had he scored that, you may as well have just turned off goal of the season because yes, so, nobody yeah. was getting close to it. But the two to have two wonder runs in in one goal would have been just yeah, just yeah. forget about it. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And even his finish, his finishing is getting much better. I know he didn't finish that one, but the the, the first one, he places it beautifully into the bottom corner. Yeah. You know, he he he's just. And even his awareness where, of where the ball is going. Like when you when that chance broke, I was going bollocks. There's nobody at the back post, yeah. and all of a sudden he just puts his burst, his little fucking mad burst of pace onto the back to get to the back post because he knows that Henderson is putting the ball there. You can see that their training ground moves. You can see that they're working on that interchange, that type of cross, you know, low direct hard cross balls to get him in because they're great chances for goals. And even even the, like the earlier Balotelli chance, they're all coming from a similar type of thing that we're trying to do. And he slots with what my old JA coach used to call his standing leg. Yeah, well, the you fella know? doesn't have a standing. Leg. If you can shift the ball that quickly between your feet, you don't have a standing leg. Yeah, it's remarkable. You know what I mean? It's, remarkable it's, to watch. it's great. It's just great. Andy, uh, we, as as Phil said, we could go on ad nauseum about the two boys up top because they were tremendous. Mm. How good was it for you to see the likes of Markovic and Emery Chan coming on and actually genuinely having an impact? Um, it's a real squad now. You know, we, yeah. we've got the unknown quantity. Uh, in red at least of Lalana coming forward we've got uh, Coutinho sitting there waiting in the wings we've got Flanagan bursting and gut to come back no doubt um, it's a squad yeah absolutely and there's going to be a sense there in that 11 no matter what 11 goals out that you know we better play well here because there's capable players now in yeah. nearly, nearly every position you know and particularly the likes of Markovic Coutinho John, Lalana, they're going to be mad. You know, they're going to be mad. They're all players who who are going to want to play week in week out. Um, 
Chan, different story coming on three 0 up to three 0 down. Mm. So true. So there you go. I mean, but he, he did seem more mobile, didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he? Had in the previous, yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. But I mean, psychologically, you know, go on there, son, three 0 down, as opposed to go on there and and impress me there three 0 up. So. It was a lot better, and it was the chant that I suppose feels being banging on about something, something that we, you know, we believe. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> probably impressed me a little bit more against City because he got a chance to isolate his man a couple of times. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm quite positive about that one as well. So, yeah, a squad there now. Like, I mean, I tweeted a kind of 2.11s there last night, and not not half bad, you yeah. know. A complete two elevens. Yeah, no, it's not going to be Chelsea level or City level, but or probably next. It's a lot better than it, than it has been for a mm. long, long yeah. time. Yeah, well, pro- we are probably next in terms yeah. of yeah. two strong elevens. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's not like looking across it. It's not like we're inexperienced kids or anything no. like that. No, these no. are all players that will fancy themselves to nailing down a spot their spot. Yeah. Like I mean, I didn't even have Johnson in either of them, but he's going to think. Of course he, he is, yeah. yeah he's yeah, going to fancy himself yeah. to he, he, get he back in. But that's it, he won't think that. But, yeah. <laughs> Emre, Emre Chan was involved in probably my favourite part of the match. where uh, which got, I think it was a Lamella or something, broke down the left and pulled it back to Dembele. <laughs> and Henderson and Chan, it's like two, yeah. two like, yard dogs. They, 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 they ran out of town. He was back, back towards the halfway line. He, he ended up back ran. in his own half. Uh, yeah. it, it looked like, like if you just watch it, you'd think Dembele was shooting the other way. like Because yeah. yeah. he picks the ball up and does nearly a Cruyff turn and starts to build. <laughs> away from the two at high speed towards his own goal yeah, yeah. Chan kind of gives him like, has a bite at his ankles and Henderson mm. just keeps running after him Like you can almost hear Henderson barking at him the, the one thing I'll say and we didn't touch on but the, the snidiness that was in our play you know like we oh yeah go on we had, we had a right go fucking Romelu the little prick like he, he, you know if Romelu was playing for you'd love his little narkiness and the whole mm, lot right yeah. but mm. He was a right little prick on the pitch, right? And uh, Joe Allen wasn't afraid to throw a few in at him. You know, the, yeah. the lads, they sent Moreno's elbows over a couple of times towards him as well. And, you know, right. they were they were smacking him. And when he was getting up, there was no fucking tappy on the heads and the whole lot. You, mm-hmm. were, you were getting hit and you were getting left down on the ground. And, like, even, even, for, even for the penalty... That was nice to see. Yeah, I look at Dave. Enjoyed you know what that. I mean. Yeah. It was it was it was good to see. Like yeah. you know, you conned the ref. Well, he didn't con the referee. In fairness, Dyer was a tick to, to do what he did. Yeah. But we got away with one down when Lovren goes and tries to take the jersey off out of your But I suppose referees are just used to air players trying to take jerseys off. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a game, so. And Alan's uh, yellow card that he got where your man yeah. took the ball off, and Alan was like, "Nah, you're not. You're not yeah. going down there." Our goal yeah. just pulled them down like yeah. ridiculous to like short talking but like, brilliantly. That's, like, but that's what you want, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's not it's not the Lucas Frey. It's not the Lucas Feld. You know the one that's on in a really dangerous area around the edge of the 18-yard <laughs> yeah, box with yeah. 20 minutes to go. Mm. It's like it's 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 a horrible fucking game ruling and snidey tackle that just slop, stops it for them. It's something that Chelsea's and Mourinho does consistently. And mm. they had a slow motion of Lamella. Remember, he picks the ball up and he belts yeah. back in the ground because he and knew he, he was he was running yeah. at their two centre backs. He was right, and oh, it was yeah. it was one of the few times he he would have been in at their two centre backs, yeah. and he was fucking pissed off. And that I like mm. that that horrible. Fucking snidiness was in our play. I think I, th- I think Alan did an interview during the week. I oh, know Joe Allen doing an interview. <laughs> Shock! <laughs> he does it every two fucking days for the, the site. But um, I think he, he said that we needed. He's to be taking a bit up counts. Yeah. Do you remember count used to be on the site constantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and today, and today's daily director count news. All right, lads, can I do an interview? Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> I've had a great sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling Joe Allen just goes in and types them up himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what would he ask me if I was in an interview? <laughs> uh, uh, Graham, after, after watching watching live, were you able to see some of what Phil was touching on there and Paul were, were chatting about the, the kind of little edge on 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 uh, our play? Sorry, what was that? Didn't hear that last bit. Yeah, I was just saying, being there live and watching it yourself, were you able to see a lot of that little little kind of we won't say nastiness, but a little bit of snidiness or edge on the on the football. But I think, yeah, I think we've done that for a while. If I'm honest, I think we've, um, you know, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably say something. You'll come up with a game here, but I don't remember a game since Rogers' first season, maybe, where we've been bullied out of it. If you remember back at Benitez when when he first came and we played uh, Burnley in the FA, in the FA Cup and stuff mm-hmm. early on, and the famous Jimmy Triore goal and uh, own goal and stuff like that. I believe we got bullied quite a bit, but I think this team are quite up for it. Mm. You know, they do like a little bit of a, a bite, and if anything happens, um, the one thing I don't like is we don't seem to get involved, or whether it's good or bad, I don't know. When something kicks off, we don't all crowd round and go yeah. and support our player. He's like more or less on his own, but he, um, yeah, everyone seems to you know have a little, um, have a little bit. And people give Alan Alan a lot of shit, saying he's a bit of a shit house, and he's the, he, you know he's he's. He weighs two parts of fuck all and stuff, but he is very. Um, he he leaves his foot in quite a bit, you know. And yeah. there's been many a time my dad says that should be a yellow for Alan, and he seems to be because he's so meek and mild, gets away with a lot. Yeah. When really he does, um, he does. He has a go like. Oh, would you? Would he, you? Has, he has a smirk that if you're playing against him, you'd want to punch him in the face. Do you not think it's yeah. a choir boy <laughs> smirk? I, I, fuck, I love it. Like yeah. I actually do yeah. love it. Like I see it when you remember that Lamella bit. Like when he does it. You could just see him going, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just drove yeah. Lamella fucking mad. And that, I, I, I like that. There's, like, there's, there's, a, there's a hint of shark off when he does it. And the, any, uh, a hint of shark. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah. But uh, he's not a shark because he's a vegan. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of an unknown fact. It is an yeah. unknown fact. I like that. It's good information. What about you? Reckon there was nobody crowding around the ref. What about Henderson? Henderson got a bit of a snarl on him this well, doesn't he? He's Henderson's just everywhere though. That's like <laughs> just in you just can't you can't count Hendo because he's just everywhere. Referee at the exact yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Lou Suarez. You are listening to Trippers Chat <laughs> <laughs> with Trev. <laughs> Transfer window. Let's talk a little bit about transfer window. Uh, it's kind of like we just were lively going down as as we live. speak, live as we speak. Um, uh, Phil Calthurley, our our, uh, our um, favorite ne- never present <laughs> tripper, um, the phantom tripper, the phantom tripper <laughs> of, of of the bunker. Uh, he reckons he, he's a bit pissed off that we weren't in for Falco, and he reckons that he's wondering why we don't have that kind of pulling power. Have you got any uh, any take on that? Yeah, I, I like. I, I said it to Andy earlier on. I said the, the whole Falcao thing. Had he signed for us, I would have thought, yeah, great signing, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, we signed Balotelli. Now, if you look at the deal, if Falcao is on three hundred and forty-six grand a week, <laughs> for, fuck's you know, sake. Right, for his is is his after-tax income yeah. of whatever it's meant to be, right? And they've also paid a loan fee up front. Then the whole year on loan, to you know, it is going to cost United more than it's cost us to bring Balotelli in for two years, mm. including the transfer fee. Yeah. Now, like, well, and also the key thing for me is I think Balotelli fits us better than than Falcao does at this moment in time. We're talking about a guy who's had a couple of cruciate knee ligament injuries, and hmm. um, we're not quite sure what level he's back to. Now, I don't want to talk for a call, but I think he's talking about why don't we just go in on top of having Balotelli just to be fucking but, just for badness? Okay, and then and then right, the the thing I, I and I was thinking about this as well is like, then when does he play? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Are you going to drop storage for for Falcao? Would would the fans like to see that happen? I don't think they would. 
Not, not, for, not for what Sturridge has done for us since he signed for the club. Hmm. Now, and then are you going to drop Balotelli? But you've just signed Balotelli as a permanent player to play Falcao. Hmm. So I just don't see how it fits. Hmm. And that's why I, I wasn't up in arms about it. If you know, if you know it's signed Falcao, you know it's signed Falcao. Hmm. You know, I, I don't give a shit, like, to be quite honest with you. Do you give a shit, Andy? I suppose out of all the United signings, it's the one I kind of envy most. Yeah. Um, I don't envy the fact that they're paying the man 350 grand a week. That's just out. You know, I'm saying there's no one getting paid anything near that at Liverpool, yeah. and I wouldn't like anyone at Liverpool to get paid like that. I like to kind of think that most of the team is there to play for play for the club. I also know that that's for fantasy stuff too. Mm. But um, you know, I think I think you know if we're if we are to kind of try and win the league or or do well in the Champions League, although actually Falco hasn't really got much Champions League experience, does he? Well, there is that. No, well, certainly not recently. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. I think like you know you need to make statements like that, but I think we're all right. You know, only only the fact that I'm happy with what we've done, mm. I'd be a little bit more pissed off. <laughs> Look at that fucking thing. That man's been attacked with a Toblerone now. Fucking hell! Is it an actual Toblerone or someone shopped that in over no, the dildo? No, no, it actually looks like an actual Toblerone. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> But there's um there's there's a certain oh, no, uh, there's a certain comedy of what's going on at United at the moment. Yeah. They're just completely ignoring the areas that everybody can see yeah. are the problems. Yeah. And just signing it's just fucking mad and throwing money around the around the place. And they're probably not finished. There's probably gonna yeah. be at least one more mental thing before yeah. before Jim White needs to screech about something. Paul, who do you, if you were to put money on them to getting someone else, would you? United. Yeah. Before this is over, I don't know. well, they they well, supposedly they're dropped out of you know trying to sign Vidal because of his knee, mm. and then they're playing Falcao. His knees are much better than yeah. Vidal. Yeah. That's his third crucial ligament. Uh, I didn't know that until today. Neither did I. And then when it, when I don't I did, know if it's just knee operations are crucial operations, yeah. but some of the, a few people have said that that he's had three, and he's also forty six. Crazy, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Yeah, he's, he's got the same school as Sammy Eto'o. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was meant to have made his professional debut at thirteen, right. but there's rumours that he's three years older than he's meant to be. <laughs> there's rumours, so right. effectively he'd be sixteen. Like, how many thirteen year olds can can hack it in the Colombian professional league with with, with men? Like, not all joking aside, like in terms of physical well, physically wise, he's like, a bit of a fucking unit of a human. But he, he is a unit, but like he's more chance of making it if he was sixteen than he would if he was thirteen. So you know, are they signing a twenty nine year old or they signing a thirty two year old with dodgy knees? I, we're justifying now, aren't we? I, I'd still, no, I'd I, love I, to I, listen, him. listen. Mm. If if he goes in and scores goals for them, then he's done his job. Yeah, right? fucking right. Um, but at the same time, I, I wasn't getting upset about it because I think we've done really good business in terms of what we've done. But look, I'll put I'll put it this way, right? If Arsenal had signed Falcao, I would have been a lot more probably annoyed about because I think he would have. I think in that team, he they would be a bigger threat with him as opposed to Welbeck in the Arsenal team. Yeah. Right, so I, I don't think United will. You know, I don't think United. Well, probably famous last words here, right? But I don't think by signing Falcao that United make themselves particularly any stronger as a team than and as a threat to us in terms of that's top the three. Thing. That's the important challenging for the title. <laughs> yeah. No, no genuinely, yeah, no, I'm right? serious. Than say than Arsenal signing Welbeck. I don't think that that makes them particularly stronger yeah. in terms of the challenge they're going to pose to us. But at Arsenal signed Falcao. Then I think Arsenal would have been a lot stronger and a lot better equipped in terms of challenging for the title and challenging where we want to finish in the league mm. 
than yeah. well, just, like, just like Chelsea, Arsenal are a striker <coughs> away from being a, a really top team. Mm. But d- have a have a moan, Andy, about w- what you think we're, we we should have got because we're all talking all the time about it. it was a really good window and we've been in fairness we've been remarkably positive and rightly so we should be. But if you're going to have a moan about what you'd like to have seen, is, is there one uh, area, one player that you'd love us to have gone? I think Rice maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So another like, attacker really is where you would have gone. Well, maybe instead of Lana, like yeah. you know. Uh I like I can't I can hardly moan because I'm not that dissatisfied with the whole thing. No, 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 no. You know, um I have full trust in Rogers, I think he could, if that's what Rogers wants, you know, I'm I'm gonna row him behind him because mm. he, he certainly knows what he's doing and, and so far, just what we've seen, the little bits we've seen, he, he's done quite good business. Mm. So, you know, you would like a kind of a I hate that word marquee signing but just a, a big big signing you know sort of just seems everyone else around us does it yeah you know and, and we're not we're not dining in the same restaurants as Phil does say <laughs> we're not sitting at the same table so we're not even sitting at the same but table like, we're not dining in the same yeah. restaurant but like yeah. uh, but like for me Balotelli's a big name signing yeah that's it yeah a, well there's not the, there doesn't seem to be the, the sort of demand for the, that player like you know whereas you look at Rice maybe could have been six or seven clubs across mm. Europe after him we just went in and got Balotelli because he was available and no one else really wanted him. Yeah, but like, again, sort of a lot of it comes back. You know, if 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 Real Madrid have gone for Hernandez instead yeah. of taking the risk on Falcao, right? Yeah. And you've got to wonder. Yeah. Why? Look, there was a lot of clubs mm. not stupid. I mean, the reason United have come out with this is because there's other clubs have backed away. Mm. Even City weren't stupid enough to pay that. Mm. You know, or Arsenal. Arsenal would have never done mm. it anyway because they're way cuter. Maybe Costa. City. Costa now. That's the one. Costa's the yeah. one. Because we were from last well. year, right? Mm. Yeah, maybe we had a... Because he's a right cunt, I would... Like, definitely <laughs> would have loved him. Mm. Of all the signs that were made in the Premiership, he would have been the one now yeah. that I would have loved us to go out and he hasn't even been, been as cunty as you'd expect. Uh, did you not see him? See him on Saturday, the Coleman. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, Howard went mental at him. And I was just like, Howard, get back in. And it, Costa yeah. was just, you knew Costa was just breaking his bollocks laughing. That's Howard was going mental. Yeah, and that's yeah, what he, no, he's a complete chip. Old. Like, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I think... <laughs> <laughs> He's the oldest twenty-five-year-old. Well. Uh, <laughs> must be something in the water in Spain. <laughs> As time goes on, he's gonna he's gonna be a handful there. You he know? already is, man. Yeah, he yeah, big is. time. No, I mean he's a handful uh, in front of goal, but I'm talking about the discipline. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I, 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 Chelsea, like. Yeah, yeah, I think he's gonna be hard for Mourinho to control. Mm. I think he, I think he, I think Mourinho laps that stuff up. Because he's just he's just a cunt. Like, like literally, he'll do, go out, do anything on the pitch to wind the other players up. And he was it's the same. Not, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, well, it's not. It's he won't bite somebody or anything mm. like that. But he'll he'll slight kicks. Mm. You know, in your face, fucking what just screaming at you. He, he blew his nose into his glove and threw it at Sergio Ramos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm Pepe. Yeah, yeah. 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 fucking brilliant. Yeah. Like, that type of stuff. Yeah. Silence yeah. of the lambs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's that goo? <laughs> Come on, Diego, we're kicking off. I'm here in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That, that's 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 the only one, really. That's the only one. What about a keeper? Well, look, if we if happy we, with Brad, if 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 we, uh, with who? Well, Brad as as oh, Brad as, Jones as backup. But uh, I had this. We've had this debate before. It's if you bring in somebody now, right, and you're bringing in somebody. You've got to make a decision. Are you giving Mignolet another season to prove himself? Mm. Or are you replacing Mignolet? 
Mm. Now, I don't... like That's why... Like, I know Romero's meant to be going to United now, right? So he was probably the one who was saying, yeah, that would be a decent competition signing for him. But there's talk now that we're signing Victor Valdez anyway next month, right? And I, I, I would be surprised if Valdez hasn't got a good shout of getting that number one jersey before the end of the season if we do sign him and he's back to the level he was at Barcelona. I know not everyone rated him, but, but given the style of goalkeeper he is, the level of, of ability he has... Um, oh, what's the crack there? Because he's out of contract, he's available. So it's, it's yeah, but he he had a knee injury as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, like but he, he's free. He's a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah. yeah so he can sign at any stage, mm. and they're saying that he will sign next month once he's proved his fitness, mm. once he can pass a fitness test or whatever. Mm. There appears to be a deal there done for him. So it's like just prove fitness and, and he's in. Hmm. So you know, if we sign Victor Valdez. Fucking hell! Like that's yeah. that's a top quality signing. Yeah. Uh, to to wrap us up on this, um, not necessarily a review of the match, but just a review in general of, of what's been going on lately, Graham. Um, they were, were just coming down to where the transfer window slams shut. So, could you tell me what you think of the business uh, as as a, as as a bundle? I I think we've done really well. Um, as you, you you guys have already said, we we've got a squad now. When I look at everywhere, apart from maybe the keeper, and you know that might get that might change with you know there's talk of Victor Valdez in October, November if he can prove his fitness. And although I don't think he's the answer, um, he's not a bad backup keeper. The former Barcelona first choice um, goalkeeper is he? Um, apart from the keeping position, I'm quite confident where we are with things, and it's not just about what we've got currently. It's about our succession as well. You know, we have, so you've got your Skirtle, your Lovren, your Sarko and your Torre. You know, there's some Champions League experience with Torre and Skirtle there. Um, Sarko too with PSG. But then you've got Laurie out on loan. Um, for the right back, you've got Flanagan and now Manquillo and Johnson. Mm. You know, OK, Johnson, if, if, if we went tonight, I don't think anyone would uh, shed a tear. But then you look at the left and Moreno and Enrique and Flano can play over there. And I just think when you when you look through the squad, we are actually getting, you know, some real, real depth of absolute quality to bring. Um, I'm going to always call him Can, but Can or Shano, whichever it is, to come on with with Markovic. Last year, you know, we'd be lucky to, to be bringing on one of the youngsters or something. And it just seems to me that, um, you know, Rogers has done it such a patient way. He's, he's he's looked at the right positions and he's bought with, as you've already said, but he's bought with a philosophy. I don't see that at United at the moment. I don't see it. Uh, uh, you know, I do see it in Chelsea and they, they just buy big and Mourinho buys big players and they've had a good transfer window. But uh, I don't see it with I don't see it with City even. But with Rodgers, every player is bought with some sort of philosophy, with a thought behind it about where they're going where they're going to play in that system and what they're going to do. Um, I think we've had possibly, you know, as we I think we all said before, it's the best transfer window I remember, um, especially since you know since I was a kid, and definitely pushes us on, uh, especially with the the guys out on loan and stuff to come back. Mm. Um, I'm absolutely made up. I do think we could have. I know Barini's staying now, but I do think we could have done with a a forward or a wide forward if he'd have gone, but he hasn't. And you know, as a third or fourth choice backup, I think you can do a lot worse than an Italian international who scored against three of the four top sides last season. So yeah, I think it's I think it's been a cracking window and I'm you know, I'm I'm really positive for the future. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff, Graham. Thanks a million. Really appreciate it. No problem. Uh, Andy Danny Sturge uh, let's talk about him for a second and the the lack of a song, despite Ray Brady's best efforts. What's going on there? We, we, you heard a, like we, you heard like me. There was a Balotelli song already. Yeah, Balotelli song uh, already. I suppose how these most of these songs get 
get going in the first places with the away fans traveling down on a coach or train or in the pubs beforehand. Mm. And someone's just come up with a cracker there for Balotelli and it's very catchy. Yeah. Storage is a hard man to put a song together for. Yeah. And there's been lots of quality players over the years that never got a song. Yeah. You know, and a lot of players deserve the song. It's just there's no real right like it's a player shouldn't take offence to it that there's no song but it does, <laughs> yeah. it does kind of bug you a little bit to think that Balotelli's come in done nothing and has this fucking song that they've sang for pretty much the whole game yeah, <laughs> yeah know, and yeah. Sturridge must be thinking after last season he's finally got rid of that fucker Suarez <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 I'm going to get a song yeah. now I'm yeah. definitely I'm getting a song to get a song yeah and uh, and again he started in, in Balotelli's shadow yeah so it's a, it's, a, it's a funny one but it's a, it's a cracker of a song I mean, if if there was ever a thing to want, you know, warm me towards a player, it's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the shower and all today singing it. <laughs> and give us an Elbarver there, wasn't it? Fuck off. <laughs> um, you need life for that. He right. dances when he's gone. I mean, not the first time I heard Ray singing that song, like, I was laughing my head off, but... Uh, I wouldn't mind that coming coming back, like, the bounce, let's bounce in a minute. Dan- dancing yeah. in a minute. You know, what? We're going to dance in a minute. What the hell was that? Was that actually? No, well, no it was, it was at the start of the Taurus song. We're going to bounce, bounce in a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're going like, yeah, to dance it. in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tweak. Yeah, good work, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, next one. Um, yeah it's, it's just difficult, isn't it, for, for, for a storage song? But he should, he deserves one. He does deserve one. It's, he it's, doesn't it's, even get the clap, like, you know, they... Just get what? They know the clap. The cl- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I said I let that one sit for a minute. <laughs> More purple dildos. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking yeah, he's about. A good, he's a good clean like lad like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that fell I got and yeah, Suarez yeah, yeah, got yeah. after not, to, not too long and um, yeah. Torres got it. Dalglish got it. Yeah. Fucking hell, Jesus. Even Rogers got it. At least, yeah. at least when you're waiting for a song. Throw a fucking throw clap. Just give him anything. Throw him the clap. <laughs> just start a campaign, a clap. <laughs> give yeah. Sturridge the clap. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sturridge deserves the clap. Clap, clap for Danny. Hashtag clap for Danny. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the pod, sorry. <laughs> Get storage the cloud. <laughs> storage deserves the cloud. <laughs> uh, finish as usual with some admin, and we'll mention as usual Astro Park, the best place for five and seven aside football. Get onto them, book your game on astropark.ie. Get onto our website, that's lfcdaytrippers.com and proceed to be very, very impressed with what you see there. Get involved with the site and read the content. It's very, very impressive indeed. And finally, your day trippers tonight were Graham Kelly, Paul Brennan, Andy Young, Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of groundbreaking research. Of exceptional healthcare for kids of helping families like mine and yours. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. 
It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Social Podcast Network.